Hey everyone, welcome back to What A Week. I'm your host, Olivia Lee, here to deliver your weekly dose of the news. Let's get started. In local news. Last Friday, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler said that he supports creating a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week Portland police team to respond to shootings, pursue immediate investigations, and help process crime scene evidence. He stated in a press release, quote, I am committed to doing everything I can to provide the necessary resources for this work. Wheeler's remarks come more than a month after Police Chief Chuck Lovell proposed such a team in response to an alarming spike in shootings in Portland. The seven-member team would be led by a sergeant with four officers and two detectives and would be on call to respond around the clock to shooting scenes. The city of Portland recorded 55 homicides in the year of 2020 alone, the highest number in 26 years. 41 of those resulted from gun violence, according to the police borough. As of last Friday, police have recorded 108 shootings with 28 people hit and six gun-related killings so far this year. In state-related news, Oregon has become the first state in the nation to officially decriminalize the possession and personal use of all drugs. Measure 110 passed in November of 2020 with 55.8% of the vote, but officially went into effect last Monday. The initiative also expands access to addiction assistance and other health services, offering aid to those who need it instead of arresting and jailing people for drugs. Anyone found in the possession of small quantities of drugs will face a $100 fine or a health assessment that could lead to addiction counseling. The possession of larger amounts could result in a misdemeanor charge. The measure, however, does not make it legal to produce and sell drugs in Oregon. The Oregon Criminal Justice Association estimates decriminalization will result in a 95% decrease in the racial disparity in low-level drug arrests in the state. In a statement made last Monday, Drug Policy Alliance Executive Director Cassandra Frederick said, quote, Today, the first domino of our cruel and inhumane war on drugs has fallen, setting off what we expect to be a cascade of other efforts centering health over criminalization. In national news, last week, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos stepped down from his position as Amazon CEO. Bezos, who founded the multinational technology company 27 years ago, announced that he will now become the executive chairman of the Amazon board and will focus on new products and early Amazon initiatives. Bezos states, quote, as exec chair, I will stay engaged in important Amazon initiatives, but also have the time and energy I need to focus on the Day One Fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, Blue Origin, the Washington Post, and my other passions. Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to expel Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from two committees over provocative remarks she made before being elected last November. Eleven Republicans joined the Democrats that passed the motion by 230 to 199. Green has promoted baseless QAnon conspiracy theories, mocked Parkland shooting survivors, and endorsed violence against Democrats. Before the vote, she said she regretted her views, which included claims that the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting and 9-11 were staged. So what does this vote mean for the Georgia rep? According to BBC News, it means Green won't be able to take up her place on the education and budget committees. This would limit her ability to shape policy as most legislation goes through a committee before reaching the House floor. Committee positions can determine the influence of individual lawmakers in their party. In COVID-related news, the mutated coronavirus strand first identified in the United Kingdom remains at low levels in the United States, but according to a study published by researchers last week, the mutation is doubling its reach approximately every 10 days, posing a great future threat and wave of uncertainty. In international news, tens of thousands of protesters rallied in Myanmar last Sunday demanding an end to the military coup and release of their de facto leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, who was detained alongside other elected officials in last week's military takeover. 
Protesters carried banners reading, quote, Respect our vote, the BBC reports, which is a reference to a landslide victory by Suu Kyi's party in the November 8th election. Military leaders justified their coup, claiming that the vote was fraudulent. One demonstrator quoted by the BBC called Suu Kyi, quote, our true leader. Lastly, here's the wildcard news for the week. On Sunday night, the 2021 Super Bowl champions were revealed as being none other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The team's victory exceeded expectations and made all kinds of history Sunday night at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. In a dominating game against the Kansas City Chiefs with a final score of 31-9, the Buccaneers became the first team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Their renowned quarterback, Tom Brady, secured his seventh Super Bowl ring of his career, by far the most of any player in NFL history. Tom Brady's seven rings are more than any other NFL franchise has won in its existence. The Super Bowl win is Tampa Bay's second in franchise history and first since 2002. Well, that wraps up What A Week. Stay safe and see you guys next week.